the Government Accountability Office examines the implementation of the No Surprises Act. The Energy and Commerce Committee Republicans flex their subpoena power with the Food and Drug Administration. And the House of Representatives wraps things up for the year. For the week of December 18th, 2023, from Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., this is Health on the Hill, brought to you by Heart Health Strategies. I'm Matt Duckworth. As a clam, all right? Let's get away. If you don't like the deal, fine. Vote no. That's cool. But the idea that you're saying, oh, this is just the worst process in the world, apparently you don't like democracy. Because that's what democracy is. You compromise and you work with people and you do it all the time. Argue against the substance of the bill, but please stop tearing down this institution and tearing down this democracy. We have to try to get along with people we don't agree with. I'll quote Game of Thrones. You don't make peace with your friends, you make peace with your enemies, okay? You gotta find a way to get along. Kicking off this week's episode with news from Congress, where House Speaker Mike Johnson sent the House of Representatives home for the holidays last week following the chamber's passage of the Fiscal Year 2024 National Defense Authorization Act by a vote of 310 to 118. The $886 billion defense policy bill was passed over the objection of 73 hardline conservative members of his caucus, who rejected the package negotiated with Democrats, which preserves the Pentagon's abortion travel policy. The House is scheduled to reconvene on January 9th, 10 days before Congress's first government funding deadline. The Senate has delayed its holiday recess to continue negotiations on aid for Ukraine. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has stated that the chamber will vote on aid this week, whether or not a deal has been reached. colleagues to vote in favor of the Support Act, comprehensive bipartisan legislation to address the overdose crisis across this country. More news from the People's House, where the chamber last week passed the Lower Costs, More Transparency Act in a bipartisan 320 to 71 vote. The package is focused on increasing transparency in the hospital, insurer, and pharmacy benefit manager industries. It includes many provisions previously advanced by the Energy and Commerce, Ways and Means, and Education in the Workforce Committees, drawing much from the Patient Act to provide patients with timelier and more accurate information about the cost of health care procedures and services. It also increases funding for community health centers and the Teaching Health Center's Graduate Medical Education Program. The Congressional Budget Office estimates that the package would cut $715 million from the deficit over the next decade. The bill's fate in the Senate remains unclear. The Senate Finance Committee and the Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions, or HELP Committee, have each advanced their own pharmacy benefit manager-related measures out of committee this year. The House last week also passed the Support for Patients and Communities Reauthorization Act, by a vote of 386 to 37. The package would reauthorize the 2018 law's Substance Use Disorder Treatment and Recovery Support Services, Prevention Programming, and Long-Term Recovery Services 
through fiscal year 2028. The programs expired at the end of September. The Senate Help Committee advanced its own version of the reauthorization bill out of committee last week in a 19-to-1 vote. Some bicameral news today, where Senator Ron Wyden, a Democrat from Oregon who chairs the Chamber's Finance Committee, along with Representative Pramila Jayapal, a Democrat from Washington, and Sarah Jacobs, a Democrat from California, have sent a letter to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services regarding federal health privacy regulations. The lawmakers detail the findings of an oversight inquiry into the privacy practices of pharmacies related to law enforcement demands for patient records, which found that none of the eight major pharmacy chains surveyed require a warrant prior to sharing pharmacy records with law enforcement agents. The letter urges HHS to consider further strengthening its HIPAA regulations, quote, to more closely align them with Americans' reasonable expectations of privacy and constitutional principles, unquote. As a pharmacist, I can tell you, I've seen where this is has been a deterrent to people getting their medicine. And, you know, all of us in Congress, whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, or an independent, you want the same thing. You want accessible, affordable, quality health care. Well, this impacts... That was the voice of Representative Buddy Carter, a Republican from Georgia who co-led a bipartisan group of 48 members of Congress, urging the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to drop its appeal of a court decision that struck down a regulation allowing insurers to avoid counting manufacturer copay assistance toward patients' maximum out-of-pocket costs and deductibles. Patient advocate groups who brought the lawsuit against the department argued that the rule contradicts the statutory definition of cost-sharing and would result in increased costs for patients. The letter, co-led by Carter and Representative Nanette Berrigan, a Democrat from California, expresses support for the court decision as, quote, an important step in the right direction for patients who rely on manufacturer copay assistance to alleviate affordability and access challenges for their medicines. Uh, when it comes to our supply chain with manufacturing in China. Um, part of the FDA's role is to conduct uh, inspections on these drug manufacturing facilities to ensure that there is compliance and also, of course, for safety reasons. Um, but unlike domestic inspections, um, which are announced, foreign inspections are unannounced, especially when it comes to China. China may be even getting several weeks of notice um, before these inspections are happening. Um, so in the Republican in- leadership of the House Energy and Commerce Committee are threatening to subpoena Food and Drug Administration leadership if they do not cooperate with an investigation into the agency's inspection of foreign drug facilities. The lawmakers reiterate their concerns, originally shared in a July letter to the agency, about the quality of drugs produced in India and China and the impact of subsequent drug shortages on patients. The letter reads, quote, The United States cannot afford additional disruptions to the drug supply chain that reduce the availability of essential medications and force doctors and patients to make difficult treatment decisions, unquote. Lawmakers are prepared to issue a subpoena by January 5th should the FDA fail to provide the requested documentation. We have unfortunately seen agency officials bypass congressional intent on surprise medical billing protections, which ultimately harms patients' access to care. 
in rural counties. The Government Accountability Office last week released a new report on the implementation of the No Surprises Act. The report reviews the more than 490,000 payment disputes initiated between providers and insurers from April 2022 through June of 2023, which is nearly 20 times more than regulators' expectation. While 61% of these disputes remain unresolved, providers have prevailed in 77% of disputes in which a payment determination has been reached. The report attributes the large number of unresolved disputes to the complexity of determining whether disputes are eligible for the independent dispute resolution process. Final news today, where on December 13th, Missouri launched a statewide prescription drug monitoring program, or PDMP, to help pharmacists, doctors, and other health professionals reduce abuse and misuse of Schedule 2, 3, and 4 controlled substances in the state. The Missouri legislature approved the establishment of a statewide PDMP in 2021. For years, Missouri was the only state without a statewide PDMP. Instead, the St. Louis County Department of Public Health operated a PDMP that served 75 jurisdictions within the state. The St. Louis PDMP plans to cease operations as a result of the new statewide program. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Health on the Hill, brought to you by Heart Health Strategies. For more information on this week's healthcare happenings in the administration and on Capitol Hill, you can visit our website at hhs.com and click on the Policy Briefings tab at the top of the page. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, including the Apple Podcasts app, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Did we miss a story you wanted to hear this week? If so, contact us on Twitter at hhspolicy, and we may include it in our next episode. Have a great week and stay healthy.